Hello and welcome to the End-Stage Renal Disease Treatment Choices Learning Collaborative, or ETCLC, podcast series. In these episodes, we'll hear from transplant, donation, and organ procurement organization professionals as they share their experiences, data-proven interventions, and lessons learned as we collectively strive toward our national aims for more kidneys transplanted and fewer kidneys discarded. In our DSA, and their acceptance rate is 1% or less than 1%, even though because they are larger centers and they have a large number of patients on their wait list, they have many more offers than we get. Because we are a smaller center and smaller number of patients, at a time we only have about 35 to 35 patients active on our waiting list. Number of offers that we get are relatively low, but our acceptance rate is pretty high, almost five times compared to the other two centers. So I was asked to share some of our thoughts or ideas and basically we have not invented anything new. All these things are well known and we are learning and continuing to learn from other centers. Uh, why are we able to perform so many disease or OCD transplants? And like every center, we have certain challenges. One of our challenges is location, as you know. Uh, we are located somewhat away from a larger airport, Minneapolis is uh, three and a half to four hours away by car. Chicago is about 10 hours away. Um, and many times we have problem because we do not have flights late at night coming to Fargo. Uh, the weather can be a challenge sometimes. The flights can be delayed or canceled. Uh, doesn't happen too many times, but it does happen more than in some other parts of the country. We also are a smaller center. Um, we, again, at a time have anywhere from 30 to 40 active patients. And because we keep doing so many transplants, our average number of patients active on the wait list remains the same. We also focus very heavily on uh, how many patients are inactive. And they are probably on an average about 50-50. Um, about same number of patients are inactive currently and under either going undergoing evaluation or waiting for their insurance uh, or if they have any other social reason to be inactive, that is the patient's choice. So we are very careful and closely monitoring our active versus inactive ratio. And also during our selection meeting and at other times, uh, there are times that we do take them off the inactive list because either they are not making progress or they are not interested or they are medically not suitable anymore to receive a transplant. The other downside we have, a disadvantage is that unfortunately we are not considered a center of excellence in spite of our uh, good results. And in 34 years, we have never been flagged by MPSC for poor outcomes, but based solely on numbers, we are not considered as a center of excellence. And some of these insurance companies like United and Medica um, are denying us, and many of our patients, maybe at least 10 patients per year, uh, go outside uh, of our transplant center and are uh, forced to go to a larger center uh, in a different state because they are so-called considered as center of excellence because they perform more than 50 transplants. And I have repeatedly tried to discuss this with insurance companies that based on our smaller population, it is very difficult for us to maintain that number of 50 transplants per year. 
So what are the good things? What are the positives? Or why are we doing relatively better? Um, we are a small program. Uh, for 22 years, I was the only surgeon, but we were lucky to have another very well-trained surgeon, Dr. Dinesh, who came to us from University of Minnesota after completing his fellowship. So we have now two surgeons since last year. And again, that has really helped us uh, to be available all the time, to accept any offer that we may get. Thank you for listening to this episode of the ETCLC podcast series. We encourage you to steal shamelessly, as we say, any recommendations and best practices shared by the presenters and their organizations. We encourage you to listen to our other podcasts that help support and improve your transplant work. Also visit our LinkedIn page, ETCLC. Follow us on X, formerly Twitter, at ETCLC1, and check out our YouTube channel for more resources available at esrd etclc